Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Ladies and gentlemen, Women's World Cup is upon us, and I want to have on one of the best soccer minds in this country, Christian Jack from TSN to bring down the Women's World Cup. Christian, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be on with you, Avery. Nice, Christian. Thank you, pal. And you know, Team Canada last night, their final group game, they get it done. They didn't win. They draw their last match against Holland in Montreal in group play, which finished at 1-1. How big was it? For this team to finish on top of Group A to avoid facing, say, a Germany or a Brazil in the round of 16, Christian. Yeah, it's enormous in so many different aspects, Avery. I mean, it's enormous because of the geographical reasons. John Herdman has been saying that for a long time. Uh, let's be honest, the draw was heavily favoured in, the, in their weight towards getting a, a comfortable passage forward. Uh, ultimately, it's in Canada's best interest, FIFA's best interest for the host to do very well. And they have handed them an easier pass than other groups. There's no question about that. But they had to, first of all, do their own end of the bargain, and that was get through the group as group winners. And as you alluded to, it wasn't quite as smooth as some people would have hoped, but the job is done. They get there, and now they move on. They move on as the seeding of A1. So not only does that get them to Vancouver against a third-place team, it also ensures, should they win, and we should say that, that they will not play a group winner again in the quarterfinals, and they will, they will also remain out west in Vancouver. So, look, a lot of things going well for this team off the field, and uh, hopefully things turn around on the field for them as well. Now, most definitely, you mentioned on the field. Last night, for the first time in a very long time in the World Cup, someone not named Christine Sinclair scored. How big is it to see one of the young players, Ashley Lawrence, get her first goal for Team Canada, period? Yeah, an enormous time for her. And I think that, you know, she's grown in this tournament. You know, she was excellent in the first game, and I think she did very well in the second game. And, you know, this is what Canada have needed. You know, it's, I've seen a lot of press about Christine Sinclair today. And ultimately, Christine Sinclair's a striker, you know, and she was played in a number nine role on Monday night in Montreal. And she requires a lot of service. And it's very difficult to lump a lot of things on her and say she's not playing at her best when she's playing with, let's be honest, far inferior talent alongside her compared to the, to the incredible level that she's at. So what does that mean? That means that Canada's success depends on other people stepping up. And it's no question in my mind that, you know, one of those players needed to be uh, Ashley Lawrence heading into this tournament. Just turned 20 only last week. A remarkable story. And uh, I think she deserved her moment. You know, sometimes midfielders play really, really well and can be the best player on the field, but don't get the press unless you score the goal, because ultimately that's how you get the goal and get the hero. But um, ultimately, she was great in all aspects. She deserves to be Canada's you know, golden girl of the night. 
mentioned the fact that she's only 20 years old. John Herdman, he's a coach of experiments. And with his lineup, he had he had um, Lawrence in. He had Jesse Fleming in. He had Adrian Leon in. Herdman's not afraid in this tournament to put on his younger players on the biggest stage in football right now, Christian. No, it's not. And I think, Avery, that goes consistent with sports across the world. You know, it's, it's getting so much younger. You know, you're seeing NHL players drafted now going right into the NHL first year as teenagers, something that would never would have happened probably only a decade ago. Major League Baseball plays the same way. They're root the past. You know, you could argue that the best baseball player in the game right now is one of the youngest in the game in Bryce Harper. So True. There's so many diff- there's so many different aspects to the world game now, you know, as, sport- as sports where, you know, young players have the talents and they don't fear. They, they don't fear what could potentially come next. And they just go out there and express themselves and, I think Herbert's found a good balance here. I think that he's got a good balance of, of youth and experience. You can't really tip your hat to what tip side too much to one or the other. So, look, you know, good for him for playing those players when they needed to. In a big game as well, you know, an enormous game for Canada, and they pulled through. They did pull through. But one thing that has been brought up time and time again is the fact that Canada hasn't been able to score goals. In group play, they only scored two goals. And even Thailand scored three goals in this tournament. Should John Herman be concerned about the amount of goals his team is scoring? Yeah, I, I know that that's the common theme. Without sounding like a Canadian apologist, because I have written that it's a concern. I think it's a slam dunk concern. You don't need to be uh, an analyst or, or anybody to sound smart to say that it's not a concern. Um, I just think, you know, digging deeper into it, I think it's very difficult to, to draw a direct correlation between how you play in the group games and how you're going to play in a knockout stage. The knockout stages are so different. It's a different environment. It's a different game. And, you know, if they win one nothing uh, next Saturday, uh, Sunday night in Vancouver, and they win one nothing again in a quarterfinal, are people really going to talk about, oh, this team's only scored four goals in five games. That's not good enough. No. They're going to talk about the fact that the Canada's made the semifinals. You know, ultimately, World Cup's... Uh, are about results, you know, they're about how you end, not necessarily how you start. So, look, they're going to need to score goals. Everybody needs to score goals. But I do think that the fact that they struggled to score goals speaks to the ultra-competitive nature of the group. You know, it was without question the most tightest group in this tournament, from top to bottom, the narrowest margin between talent and team. And I think you just move on. You've done it. You've you've topped a, a, a very difficult group. People can complain about the fact that there's not been any goal scored, but you know ultimately there are three, also three minutes away from not conceding any goals in the tournament, and they became the first host in World Cup history to open a tournament without conceding in their first two goals, so two games. So I think there's positives there as well. And in years past, defensively, Canada may not have been as strong, but in this World Cup, a lot of credit has to go to Kadisha Buchanan. In her first World Cup, she's been phenomenal, and she's shown tremendous growth since it being the national team back in 2013. Yeah, I, you know, we didn't mention Buchanan before with Lawrence, but you know, you can throw her into the same thing about what I was talking about, youth. You know, for me, she's been, I'll use a North American term, the most valuable player for Canada in the group stages. I'm not quite sure that if you re- if you remove her and you place another player, say, uh, you know, a replacement level player who's not at the level of her, I think you could be talking about Canada, you know, as a third place team or even getting knocked out. She's that good. She's made that much of a difference in terms of, you know, making crucial tackles at crucial times. And I, and I, you know, I just watch her and think 
this is her first World Cup, you know, she's probably got three or four more in her after this, and maybe even more than that. So much more to learn. But right now, she's already one of the best centre-backs in the game. And Christian, moving from the younger players to one of the veterans in the former Sophie Schmidt, she took a pretty hard fall in Montreal on her back. Has there been any word regarding her injury and on if she can play in the round of 16 game or not? Well, the good thing is we've got, you know, five or six days between games to be able to watch that, and it's going to be an ongoing storyline. I mean, nobody really knows right now the extent of the injury. I don't think even if Canada knows it, unless it's really serious, that it will be revealed what it is. And hopefully she'll be fit and ready because I still think that Sophie Schmidt's got her best game in this tournament to come. You know, she's not, you know, she's still at a higher level than what a lot of people have seen in this tournament. I agree. I agree with you definitely, Christian. You know, with this tournament, which team in this tournament has surprised you the most? It can be in a good way or in a bad way. Yeah, well, I mean, we, here we are, what, you know, two games in for most of the groups. Um, I, I think Colombia have surprised me a lot in a great way. I think that um, it's great to see a team, you know, I don't put too much stock into FIFA World Rankings, but I think when you've got teams like this, it does bring into context their level of talent. I think they were excellent against France. You know that they they played with no fear. They put away their chances, and it's great to see teams win games when they've got dangerous strikers. You know, there's a lot of teams in this tournament who play the ball well, keep it down, pretty organised, got a good shape, and they get the ball forward and they've got nothing. They got nothing in front of goal. And here's Colombia who have just put away their chances. You know, you think about the great goal Montoya scored in the first game for the tie against Mexico. Andrade's goal just really shake, shake up that French defense. And then the way that they finished it with Usmay in the second goal as well to finish French off. And it was a historic performance. Look, I still think France can win the World Cup. That's how good I think they are. Uh, they're not out of this tournament by any stretch of imagination. But for Colombia to turn around and beat them, that was a real surprise for me. Oh, I think we were all shocked about Colombia beating France. I mean, 10 years ago, it probably doesn't happen. What What does it say now about the gap in women's soccer between different nations finally closing? Yeah, no question. Look, you know, that's the good old argument about expanding it to 24 because you could make the argument that if there was 16, Colombia wouldn't be here. So, um, you know, it just proves that, that, that it is warranted. And even though there are a couple of naysayers when you get the 10 nothing game, or the 10-1 game, uh, I think that, you know, they've been proven wrong by everything else in the tournament. The need to expand the tournament to 24, to give these women of different teams things to shoot for, to come to places like this to prove you're only going to get better by playing teams with similar talent around you. And, um, look, you know, you talk to Thailand, and, you know, you see what they've done against Germany by not getting blown out, by getting better as the tournament goes on. And as we speak today on Tuesday, having a real shot still getting through to the next round, which nobody would have given a chance before the start of the tournament. No, no one really would have. You know, Christian, before I let you go, I want to ask you, working on TSN, you've seen a lot of these stadiums, you see a lot of the teams playing. Christian, it's been a blast talking to you, Matt. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Thank you so much for coming on Avery Sports Show, pal. Absolute pleasure. Keep up the great work, mate.